Hello everybody and welcome to another video. This one is meant to teach you a little bit about some common misconceptions about designing and building your soundproof studio that could lead to some serious health hazards in your studio. So if you're interested in doing this right, if you don't want to have these problems in your studio, stay tuned because I'm going to teach you all about the three things that could lead to serious problems with your soundproof studio design. Before we jump in, I do have a resource for you. This is my free soundproofing workshop. It's available at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. It'll go over exactly what you need to do to properly design your soundproof studio the first time, and we'll go through an entire design build of how I would have built my studio even better than I did the first time, uh, and you'll learn along with me. So if you wanna check that out, just go to soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. All right, let's jump into this lesson on how to avoid health hazards in your soundproof home recording studio. Okay, the first thing we're gonna talk about are fire stops. Now, fire stops are an important aspect of a soundproofing design if you're using a double wall system. The double wall system, just a very quick overview, is where you build a separate wall inside your structure with at least a one inch air gap from the exterior wall and this will lead to the best soundproofing possible uh, out of all the designs out there. The only hazard with this design is that you actually create a chimney effect. So the two walls have an air gap where if a fire were to start in the middle of that wall, it would spread quickly up through the wall and into your ceiling cavity and throughout the rest of your structure without you even possibly knowing there was a fire to begin with, which obviously would lead to a serious health hazard if you could not get out of the building in time. So to prevent this, we have a system called fire stops. And in this diagram, you can see that a fire stop is a pretty simple uh, design. It involves putting down a layer of compressed rock wool, about 25%, uh, filling it with fire caulk and placing gypsum board on top of that compressed Rockwell with firecock and having the gypsum board, the half inch gypsum board, span across the gap on the top of your double wall system. This will block fire and flames and smoke from being able to travel up through the chimney you created and into your ceiling and other parts of your structure. Now you may be wondering, okay, this connects the two walls together. And there is some truth to that, although the compressed rock wall with firecock is a great way to reduce the vibration of sound that would travel through the gypsum board and down into your wall. And this is one of those um, examples where you need to really do this to properly create a safe soundproof wall design. Uh, and not doing this would lead to potential problems down the road. So we have to make some little tiny exceptions here so it's not a perfect perfect system where nothing's touching at all, but uh, fire is one of those places we don't mess around with. All right, number two is ventilation. If you've been following my channel for a while, you know I'm a big fan of ventilation. I built my studio without ventilation to begin with, got some bad advice, and took that bad advice, and then a year later decided I didn't like that bad advice and I wanted to install a ventilation system in my studio. So you can do this after the fact, although it's a lot of money, a lot of wasted time and effort, and I don't recommend it. So if you're building a soundproof room, take ventilation seriously. The reason ventilation is needed is that we exhale CO2. Now, in a soundproof room, it's completely airtight, so that CO2 builds up in the room and it has nowhere to go. So we end up re 
inhaling the CO2 that we exhaled. Now, according to the Wisconsin Department of Health, this can lead to some significant side effects. Some of the main ones we need to worry about in a soundproof room are fatigue, headaches, and poor concentration, among some other attributes that will make you really uncomfortable in your studio. If we look at this diagram here, we can see that the normal level of CO2 in the atmosphere is around usually 400 parts per million. When you get into the 500 to 1000 rate, that's okay, um, nothing too significant there. If you get into the 1000 to 2000 parts per million range, that's when things can start to get uncomfortable and you'll notice like the fatigue, the headaches, the poor concentration. If you get from the 2000 to 5000 range, things get even more uncomfortable and more risky. And then at 5,000 parts per million and above, things are pretty serious and you really need to make sure that you get out of that room and not spend too much time in it. I will say that OSHA allows workers uh, to work an eight-hour shift in a 5,000 parts per million room. This is usually uh, workers who are dealing with dry ice. And I honestly, based on this research from the, I think the University of Wisconsin did a bunch of this research. I don't think that that's ideal, and I think OSHA should probably rethink those those limits. But again, we live in a capitalist society where people are trying to make people work in unsafe conditions. But all that said, you should be keeping your studio in that below a thousand parts per million range. Now, I can say that in my studio, uh, that first year I bought a CO2 meter because I was a little worried about this. I was like, how many parts per million am I actually getting in my studio? And when I spend an eight-hour day in the studio, I noticed that my parts per million reader that I have went up to around 1,000 to 2,000 parts per million, sometimes 2,000 to 3,000 with just me in the room. Now, when I had sessions with multiple musicians, let's say three, four, even five people, that number reached that two to 5,000 level much faster. So if they were spending a whole eight hour day in there, we would probably reach some unhealthy levels uh, within a couple hours. So depending on the size of your space, this will happen faster or slower, but either way, you don't wanna be dealing with fatigue, headaches, poor concentration when you're trying to create amazing music. It just doesn't make sense to me. So if you're going to all the trouble of soundproofing a room, you definitely wanna have a system for ventilation in place. The third and final health hazard I wanna mention in your studio that could potentially happen to you is humidity issues. And mainly this is a health hazard uh, due to mold growth. So according to the North Carolina Department of Health, having relative humidity levels of 70% or higher for extended periods of time almost certainly will lead to mold growth in your studio. Now, it's also important to know that according to Roger Weiss, who wrote the book Home Recording Studio, Build It Like the Pros, he says an ideal humidity for both humans and your instruments and your gear is 45% relative humidity. Now, I've also done research with previous YouTube videos, and I will say that in my opinion, after doing a lot of research, I think the range of 30 to 50% is perfectly fine for your home recording studio. And even going up to 60%, you could maybe fudge that, but it won't be as comfortable, and you're getting on the cusp of having issues with mold. So all this said, we're shooting for that 30 to 50% with 45% relative humidity being ideal. Now, how do we get there? So the first thing, the easiest way to do this is to properly size your HVAC unit or mini split. The reason is that an oversized HVAC unit 
will make it so the system short cycles, not running long enough to actually allow the water vapor to condense on the HVAC coils and drip into the pan and then exit through the building. So this is how an HVAC system usually can control humidity in a home. Unfortunately, a lot of HVAC installers will oversize a unit either intentionally or unintentionally, um, leading to higher moisture levels in your home or in your recording studio. All this said, it's important to get the right BTU rating for your HVAC unit and you want to talk with your HVAC specialist or do your research carefully so that you get the right size unit when you build your studio. If you still have humidity problems after that, you can get a standalone dehumidifier, which I actually have in my studio. The downside to the dehumidifier is that it's extremely noisy. I mean, I could not do any recording while the dehumidifier is running. The good news is that I can run it when I'm not recording and it does a great job of keeping the relative humidity at that 45% level in the hot summers here in Nashville. If you want to create a system where you don't have to worry about the sound of the dehumidifier, you can create an exchange room or have a room that is perfectly humidified and has great fresh air and you can run a baffle box into your studio and have fresh air exchange coming between your outside room and your studio. So the baffle box design with the exchange room is one of my favorites and it requires a little bit more work, a little bit more knowledge, but I think it's the best option for a lot of home studios. So in conclusion, we have these three hazards. You have fire risk with not putting in fire stops if you're using a double wall system. You have the risk for headaches, poor concentration, lethargy, fatigue, if you don't properly ventilate your studio. And you have the potential for mold toxicity and mold growth and mold poisoning if you end up leaving your room at 70% humidity, relative humidity, or higher for extended periods of time. So all three of those considerations need to be uh, addressed in your Soundproof Studio design. If you can tackle all three of those, you'll be great and you'll have an awesome space that's super comfortable to work in. It's healthy and clean and it will feel great. I can tell you right now that the relative humidity in here is 45%. I can keep it at like 77 degrees and it feels perfect because the humidity doesn't make it feel hotter. So there's a lot of benefits to creating an amazingly comfortable and healthy space for your home recording studio. I hope this has been helpful and given you just sort of a wake up call to some potential problems you may have down the road. And if you're interested in building that soundproof home recording studio, definitely check out my soundproofing workshop at soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. That's soundproofyourstudio.com workshop. Thanks so much for watching. I appreciate all of you and I hope that you're having a lot of success on your journey and uh, I'll see you all next week where I have another soundproofing lesson ready to go. Thank you.